No, if you put it there, I'm gonna forget it. It's gonna be right in front of your face. That's what she said. Welcome to Grapples of Apple, the podcast that talks about everything from professional wrestling to the unfortunate passing of legendary drum god Neil Peart of Rush. Whoop whoop. Oh, man. <laughs> Sorry to open on a downer, but as always, just listen to us on SoundCloud.com slash Grapples Apples. This Grapples the number two. two. Apples, if you're not listening to us on SoundCloud, you might be on Google Play Music or on Apple Podcast. As always... I'm one of your hosts, Ill Will the Thrill, the Poetarian Shakespeare Candidate, Major English. Which one am I missing? Ill Will the Thrill, the Poetarian Shakespeare Candidate, Major English. Whenever you need me to be, that's why, because that's who I is. You act like we didn't do this three days in a row last week. I know, but it's been a long week. But do you have a poem for me, sir? Oh my god. <laughs> and like the skies that have opened with clouds, and Here I've we fallen go. from them. Oh, <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> fallen from them. The Valkyrie has returned. Is that what is that? The Valkyrie. What? Atlanta, oh, <laughs> what is happening? I mean, you've already hijacked. You want to go ahead and tell people who you are? They already know who I am. I'm the one and only, the double Z and the double E. Maddie Bizzle has returned. Has it going internet? I missed you all. And of course, <laughs> rounded out by our regular, mm. my hetero life mate. The unfortunately very sick. Still very sick. Actually, and worse now. Worse now. Worse now. Almost hospitalized. Yikes. Yeah. Uh, the the Mister Sunglasses at night. Cough drops in the pocket. <laughs> inhaling in the back pocket. You know. Cough drops in the pocket. The very sensual. <laughs> the very sick. The very medicated. Very medicated. Overly medicated. <laughs> Mister Sunglasses at night. I said that already. Your boy shades. Lung infection city Jones for me, as Taz would say. Well, ladies and gents, this is going to be an interesting one. A very interesting it's one. It's either going to be super long or super short. We'll see what happens. Whoop, whoop. We, <laughs> <laughs> we have some Fallout news from Wrestle Kingdom 14. We have some WWE, some AEW, some NXT, some Raw, SmackDown. Whatever you need to know about, w- about professional wrestling. We got you covered. Before we do all that, hey you, Mr. Sleepy Bizzle, ring the bell. So, not a lot has happened in the last, was 20, no, not 24 hours. It's like it's, it's been like, like a week. It's been one week. No, I know, right? I was going to say something about it. <laughs> so, <clears throat> New like Year's day. Dash happens, uh, was it a day after, the, the Monday after Wrestle Kingdom. Yeah. And because Wrestle Kingdom was two nights this year we had our celebration of Jushin Thunder Liger Mm -hmm. like hey bye it was a farewell to you know a wrestling legend I mean 30 years 30 plus years in the business worked under like every promotion possible why not give the man you know three days two matches one celebration oh see what I did there Nice. I wish we're not doing camera yet. Thank God. Um, but I mean, we we went over this before with Liger and what he's meant to the business mm-hmm. and every promotion that he's actually wrestled in. Uh, the the major news 
because Shades was very tired after night two of Wrestle Kingdom, preemptively turned the TV off, and we forgot to mention, or we didn't get to see, Kenta of the Bullet Club attack the newly crowned IWGP heavyweight champion and reigning IWGP intercontinental champion, Tetsuya Naito. Uh, we have our first challenger for the, the dual championship. Yes. And he will be facing... Uh, Naito will be facing Kenta for both belts at mm. New Beginnings. Now, here's my question. Where does this leave Kenta in the hierarchy of the Bullet Club if he's going for the so, and world title? So here's the thing. <clears throat> and I think Shades and I think we barely sort of scratched the surface on this conversation once. Yes. Where... Current, theoretically, Jay White is the leader of Bullet Club. Yes. However, because of booking and performance, Kent has pretty much been the driving force of Bullet Club. Mm. So he's like the de facto leader by example, where Jay White's the designated leader. And I think the reason that they have Jay White as the, the leader leader is to reinforce the whole Gaijin thing. Mm-hmm. Because the Bullet Club has always been led by a Gaijin. Yeah. So the and you know he's North American. Well, he's not North American, he's but he Zealand. can appeal to the North American crowd. Mm-hmm. And because he speaks English, it's easy to market at least one of your factions being Bullet Club, who was your hottest selling faction for a few years. Uh, it's it's like if Jay White's Zordon, Kenta's the Red Ranger before the Green Ranger got there. Okay, that's that's a okay. Yeah. Their leader. And then they're like de facto leader is yeah. hmm. it's like you're you're in the in the field leader, like Professor mm-hmm. X and Cyclops. I mean I would think that their in the field leader should be Tamatanga, but he's more of a tag team specialist than a singles competitor. Correct. Hmm. But I mean yeah. Kenta versus Naito should be interesting. To say the least. I'm not gonna go as far as to say it's gonna be a great match. But it, it's two styles that, like, mesh well together. I mean, Kent has been killing it since joining New Japan. Yeah. So, I don't know. And Naito's Naito. Mm-hmm. We'll see. Do you really think Naito would drop? Do you no. Think he's not dropping the match. No, 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 no. Kent does not, not winning the match. Oh. Okay. Naito's not dropping that. Not right now, at least. <clears throat> um. So, but, yeah, I mean, that's... That's all the non-WWE news that I have. Well, there's some, some more New Japan fallout, which is more based on rumor. But I think it's interesting to at least um, chew on a little bit. The idea that AW and New Japan might be working together. Yeah, but I mean, it's all speculation right now. And we don't deal in speculation age right now. Well, we have in the past. Yeah, we, we bring it up, sure. And we can talk about this at length. I mean, this whole podcast right now could be based on the marriage of AEW and New Japan, if it actually happens. And if it does happen, I mean, holy crap. We're talking about, not to make a joke, but a paradigm shift in the WWE. Not WWE, in wrestling. Wrestling, Uh, NXT will be... Do you think it would be that much of a difference, though, from like when New Japan and Ring of Honor were working together? Yes, because Ring of Honor did not have the TV deal that AEW has. Yeah, I mean, AEW's on TNT. 
Mm-hmm. Ring of Honor has been on like Destination America or something like that. You know, right, it's like right, right. They, they don't get they're not getting primo like top billing spots. Like AEW is in every home in America that has cable television. Ring of Honor was not the same. Ring of Honor, even though they're part of uh, Sinclair Networks, which is like a huge um, media conglomerate, their TV networks are only in certain markets. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So Ring of Honor's Ring of Honor TV was only in like a few homes compared to TNT and AEW, which is as long as you have anything above network television, even basic cable carries TNT. I mean, like when TNA went to Spike. <clears throat> and they had their partnership with New Japan, and they just, like, spoiled it away. Mm-hmm. We can equate that, like, but AEW's not going to spoil a New Japan thing. And One, AEW has more fire under them right now than TNT did at that time. Then then what? Spike? When TNT jumped to Spike. I'm sorry? AEW. I mean, TNA. What did I say? TNT. TNT. That's what I meant. Yeah. TNA. AEW <laughs> with TNT has more legs under them right now than TNA did with Spike at the time. Mm. Yeah, man. No. Okay. To be honest, I don't remember TNA being on Spike. They, uh, but they jumped to Spike for a what? A long time. Was it for a long they were time? Long. They were there for a while. Really? Was it right after Raw went, left Spike? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, because Spike wanted uh, wrestling on their TV, so they went after TNA. Mm. Yeah, and this was still major. Like this is when the, Kurt was had, still in his prime. Joe, they had Christian Cage there. They had uh, Hogan there too. No, time, this right? is like I'm talking about when they were actually good, not when Hogan and Bischoff came and <laughs> turned into WCW uh, 3.0 or whatever. Mm. Oh wow, they were there for like nine years. Yeah, they were there for a while. Wow, I didn't realize they were there for that long. Mm-hmm. Oh. That's where I stopped out to wrestling. Uh, Sting From was there. From 05 to 2014. Yeah, yeah, was Sting really was there. It was, it was, it, they were on there for a while. Yeah. And this is like prime years for like, from I would say like 05 to 2010 was like prime years for TNA. Mm-hmm. Or Impact Wrestling, whatever you want to call it now. Well, now they're Impact At the time, it was TNA. the time they were TNA, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, yeah. Like, like we said, we can talk about different matchups. We have Okada versus Omega... Five, six, seven, eight, twelve, ninety. Uh, it doesn't matter how many times well, these guys get into a match. Speaking of Okada versus Omega Five, rumor has it that had AEW not been a thing, had it never existed, and the Bucks and everybody never left New Japan, Wrestle Kingdom fourteen was basically supposed to be a lead-in to Omega Okada Five at night two of Wrestle Kingdom fourteen for both belts, mm-hmm. where Okada was supposed to come in as the IC champion who was holding it to bring prestige to it, while Omega reigned as the IWGP heavyweight champion. Oh. Basically, Jay White only exists where he is in Japan now. Because he's Omega. Omega. Exactly. So I was like, that's interesting. Hmm. But, alas, AEW's a thing, and so here we are. But yeah. Mm, okay. So moving on to, to WWE news. A little bit of um, heat brewing on social media. So Miz was on WWE backstage, and I believe it was like a behind-the-scenes clip or something afterwards. And something was saying, someone was saying something about how he he was like that was the best episode. Right, he said that that was the best episode of backstage. He turned to Renee and he asked her like, was this not the best episode you've done? She was like, eh, it was pretty good. 
And he's like, oh, I'm sorry. I guess because I didn't change, change the, the culture. culture. Taking a shot at CM Punk and his debut at uh, on backstage. Now, I thought, all right, whatever. That's kind of dumb and immature, whatever. And then CM Punk said, oh, you think that's immature? Hold my pacifier. <laughs> <laughs> he went on Twitter and said, quote, can we say this quote? No, not. I'm, there's gonna be. That, there's a reason why Will's doing it, and I'm not. <laughs> One, I'm editing tonight, and I don't want to have to put the expletives. Um, and yeah, that's basically it. He says, "Quote: Go suck a blood money covered expletive in Saudi Arabia, you expletive dork." I thought, as major English, you were gonna pull out, you know, major English words. For these uh, descriptions, I think that went as well as you can possibly have done. It. Thank, thank you. you, thank you, thank you, Shades. I appreciate yeah, this. This is what we do here. Us who were awake during Wrestle Kingdom have valid opinions. Don't you start? Don't you start? Hey, I'm just saying. Neither of y'all seen uh, that ending. Huh? What accent was that? <laughs> <laughs> None of y'all seen that. <laughs> Uh, uh, <laughs> Gump, take it easy over there. So, That's my Trevor Murdoch accent. So I try because I'm a wrestling loser. I kind of like I, I'm just loser. <laughs> you, you just, you just going to disrespect. You just going to disrespect. Uh, we said this is going to be one episode. <laughs> man. I I want to and I try to support CM Punk and I always in my brain I'm always rooting for him and I think he's always right even though he continuously proves how much of a D-bag he really is. And this is just like, okay. This is like Seth Rollins level. Exactly. I'm like, dude, what Miz said, like, talk about imbalanced response. Like, this does not make sense. That is is Shades (laughs) Circa 2010. Yes. That's Shades Circa 2010. This dude said, I'm sorry to change the culture. And CM Punk goes on a long rant using expletives in Saudi Arabia. A phallic shape. Hold on. He didn't go on a long rant. He spent that one tweet with a bunch of expletives. And I was like, oh, that's funny. I'm going to go off Twitter now. It's it's so naughty. It's night and day. Just whatever. The response doesn't fit. Like, the punishment does not fit the crime. Does it really matter? He's gonna get he's gonna get views anyway when he goes on backstage again. Yeah, that's true. That's exactly. This true. Alvarez keeps posting. Uh, Brian Alvarez keeps posting the the ratings for this every week, and I think this week was like hundred thousand people for backstage for backstage. I mean, it doesn't help that it's eleven o'clock at night that it comes on. I can't. I cannot. Even if I tried to, I can't stay up. I completely it. forgot that show still exists until like I seen this and I was like, oh, that's funny. Wonder when Punk's gonna be back on again. Mm. And uh, I have some news on uh, the free agent tip. Oh, yes. Not not breaking news. Okay. But, again, there's some speculation, Mm -hmm. some rumors Mm -hmm. that uh, Matt Hardy's future in the WWE may be coming to an end. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, we know about this. Heard about this. Thank God. So, according to Dave Meltzer, in the latest Wrestling Observer newsletter, Matt Hardy is expected to leave WWE when his contract expires in March. Here's what Meltzer wrote. Matt is expected to leave WWE March. He produced new broken videos and offered an idea for a free the delete series to lead to his return, which uh, with the old character, but they weren't interested. They, as in the WWE, mm-hmm. Hardy is the leading speculated name for the leader of the Dark Order since they just started teasing a leader and Hardy just started putting the videos out. 
Oh, I like this. They could build this, but Hardy can't leave until April. That's fine. Yeah, that gives they need as long as they don't show the amount of impatience that they've shown so far with the Dark Order. Mm-hmm. This could work. You, just to know, you guys are not fans of the Dark Order, correct? I'm a fan of Stu Grayson. I'm not a fan of uh, Evil Uno. I'm a fan of what Dark Order could be. Okay. I'm not a fan of what they've out. been doing. I remember when it first came out. You guys I'm a were fan of what happy. they're doing now. I hated the Dark Order. I, I always thought it was a cool idea. I like the idea of, like, you know, the, the little cronies, like, Gibbs. building up a chair of the guy. And I was like, oh, this could work out. Just give it time to breathe. It wasn't working. The problem I is didn't like people it. were it wasn't working. It. No one knew who they were. Yeah, that's the problem is that they came in with n- not a whisper. Like, no one knew who they were. So they, they didn't get a reaction. And. And when you don't get a reaction, you kind of get made fun of. Mm-hmm. It, yeah. you're, 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 it comes off as a little goofy. and It doesn't help that. That night that they debuted, well, a lot of people were debuting the same night. Mm-hmm. And everyone who debuted, the commentary team was very well aware of who they were. Oh, that's blah, 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 from yada, yada, yada. They've done this and that, and they've accomplished this. Like the butcher but, and the blade. <laughs> the, the blade and the butcher. But when these guys came out, it was just like, who are these guys? And everyone in the crowd was like, who are these guys? Everyone at home was like, who are these guys? So it was like, no one knew and no one cared. It was like, what's that uh, SpongeBob meme? Is it all, brother, these guys stink! (laughs) (laughs) Like, that's what I thought. Like, when when we saw this the first time, like, what the hell is this? (laughs) Like, who... I was like, okay, there's Kratos and some <laughs> fat guy. Like, this is what this is. And it's funny because, like, before they became the evil Uno evil Uno and, blah, and blah, Stu Grayson, they were on the indie scene as the Super Smash Bros. I had heard of the Super Smash Bros, so that name was a thing. Mm-hmm. So if I was watching and they go, "Oh, that's the Super Smash Bros," I would have been like, "Oh, I know that name. Okay, you have my attention." But because it was two guys I have never heard, I've never seen, never knew nothing, I was just like. Who this? What this? Why this? There's probably some sort of copyright thing. I'm sure. I mean, it, on the indie scenes, it's very like. Yeah, because if no one's filming it, who's going to see you? Yeah. You know, the whole and idea Nintendo's is very... making money off. I of mean, Super Smash Bros. That with the whole Nintendo thing. Nintendo's yes. very touchy about that stuff. Mm-hmm. Is what I mean. Like they, they, get, they? they jump on every single thing. Right. Oh, they're the Gene Simmons of the gaming world. <laughs> <laughs> so like, I understand legally. Yeah, but I'm saying it doesn't help for fans when you have nothing to tie them to, mm-hmm. you know. But then they started doing this whole like cult thing where they were trying to recruit people who are losing. Oh, are you tired of losing? Come join the, the evil order or the what is it called? The dark order. Dark order. Tired of losing? Come to the dark order. They're in you know, on their TV screens. Tired of when they're in their suits. I was like, okay, this is interesting. This isn't just Gim showing up and beating people up. This has some some flavor to it, some panache. And then like. Two weeks, two weeks into it, they jumped the gun and beat up the the elite. I'm like, no, 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 no. You know why? Save you beat it. up the don't beat up the elite because you're going to get buried by them. There's no so, way. There's no way unless unless you get somebody major, right. like a hangman. Oh, excuse me, hangman or uh, or a Kenny to jump ship and and go to the the dark order, which isn't going to happen. Well, that's a rumor that Hangman's part part, part of uh, one of the people that that flip over, or a much smaller name, but Brandon Cutler. So Brandon Cutler makes the most sense. Um, but he holds no weight. That's the thing. That's the problem. 
And it had storyline weight, but not like wrestling weight. Yeah, but it's like because he's best friends with the Bucks and blah blah blah. Right. So in that sense, there's weight to it. But in terms of like wrestling fans giving a rat's behind, nah, not really. Hangman, it's only a rumor because he's been like losing in and out with the elite for a while now. Yeah. Although him and Kenny have are they're on a streak as a tag team. So they're in a match at Bash of the Beach. Yeah. Well, they just won this past week on AEW again. Well, Bash of the Beach is next week, no? Yeah. Correct. Yeah. They're, I think, 2-0 two or 3-0 two and oh is oh a tag team right now. So The winner of, it's a four-way tag match, I believe. Winner gets a uh, tag team championship. I will not be surprised if they win. Contendership. Uh, I don't know, they don't beat SCU, but they'll, they'll win. I don't know. Because they're pushing this, this idea of, like, Hangman still being in the elite and him and Kenny being successful, but Hangman not really wanting to be a part of it. Mm-hmm. And breaking away from it, so him and them winning again adds more to that story. But uh, what were we talking about? How do we get here? Dark Order. What about Dark Order? Oh, Matt Hardy. Yes. There you go. So yeah, so I think Matt Hardy becoming the leader of Dark Order, if they can take their foot off the pedal a little bit, could work really well come April. Don't like it. No. No. Um. I mean, kill Stu Grayson and Evil Uno. That's they're they're yeah. dead if that happens. Yeah, that's that's my whole thing. They're dead in the water. Um, because they just become cronies after that. Yep. Uh, they they'll lose whatever little momentum they have now. I agree. Um, it would be another thing that AEW is going the way of WCW and hiring old WWE guys. Now, granted. The whole um, delete thing and broken Matt Hardy wasn't in WWE. It was right. more of an impact thing. And the Bucks are friends with Matt. But Matt's in his mid-40s. But he still has a lot to he offer. So what, you're just going to really, not hire really, someone? Because he had, he, his career was almost over last year with his back being all jacked up. Creatively, he has a he lot has to offer. He a lot offer. he wants to do. Yeah. So what, you're just not going to hire somebody because of where they used to work? And, no, but you're not... All right, it's super hypocritical if if AEW fans don't see it as they're going the same route that WCW went, hiring old guys to to booze ratings. But it's not just but that, and they're exactly. not really own. They're not really doing that. They, who else have they brought on? No, but I'm saying it, it. It only takes one to start the trend. But they've already done it before. If they, they with one person, I think two. it depends on who we're talking about. If they bring in someone like a Lashley. Then I agree with that. Lashley was... He really blew up at in Impact. So I don't even think but Lashley's a WWE guy. Okay, fine. Whatever. My point is, they're friends with Matt. If yeah. they bring Matt over... Jeff's going to come over eventually. I hope not. But it's because they're friends with Matt. It's because they see that Matt has a lot to offer creatively, which we've all already seen since before he came back to WWE. He had a huge career in TNA and in the indies. So it's not like Matt's been... WWE through and through, and then just, hey, he left, let's hire him. There's a difference between someone like that and them hiring somebody like Big E, who, no, they're friends with them. Um, I don't know, who's a WWE guy who's a pure WWE guy? Seth Rollins. Sure, sure. If Seth turns 45 and leaves WWE tomorrow and they bring him on just to bring him on, then I can buy into your WCW comparison. But this is different. I would only be okay with the hiring of Matt if it was a, a purely a leadership role for the Dark Order, not a wrestling role. See, I think that makes a lot more sense, actually. I agree also. 
If he's just his the leader. back being jacked off and uh, jacked up. Whoa, pardon me? <laughs> oh, hello. <laughs> With his back being jacked up. And then you don't really have to worry about bringing Jeff in as much. I agree also. Um, especially with Jeff's resurgence of his, uh, his issues. 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 And yeah. not being able to recreate himself. Mm-hmm. Um, and basically picking back off his bigger brother. Because he has absolutely no charisma. And he preach. calls himself the charismatic enigma. Preach. Yeah. Whatever. I've always been a Matt fan over Jeff. I never understood why. I loved Jeff until I realized, wow, he is a one-trick pony. Mm-hmm. Problem is, WWE fans love that trick. The kid in me loves Jeff Hardy, but as I've gotten older, I've grown to love Matt Hardy. There's no more kid in me. Now it's just the wrestling fan. Mm. And the wrestling fan in me is... So you're telling me the nostalgia that you felt when you see them come out of WrestleMania was not there? No, that was... No, no that's, there's, there's a difference. Yes, seeing Jeff Hardy back on in WWE... Made me happy. We popped like schoolgirls. Did we? But seeing that he was basically copying Matt's thing and not being his own character. I mean, look how many different versions we've had of Matt Hardy versus how many different versions we've oh, had I'm, of Oh, I'm not dis- disputing that. What I'm saying is, like, you know, the nostalgia's still there. You're still going to feel something. But here's, but yeah, yeah, but nostalgia only goes so, so far. Exactly. 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 I and agree. I'm not disputing that. Nostalgia's ba- what I call n- nostalgia's cheap it's pop. A tr- it's a drug. Mm-hmm. It's it's a it's cheap a, it's pop a for me. Quick, it's a quick fix, and then at some point you lose the substance, and then you're sitting there holding the bag. I mean, he won. They won tag titles. Wasn't happy about them winning the tag titles. They dropped the tag titles, and then Matt did his thing with Bray. Uh, Bray and then what was Jeff doing? He was getting beat up by Randy Orton. And what would he do for cheap pop? Rip his earling. Do the delete. Do, do the delete thing. Uh, fall off the cell. I mean, come on. He he's never reinvented himself. Um, he tried fully. doing the thing with the eyelids or whatever, the paint in the eyelids. Yeah, but that, that painting started in TNA. Well, not TNA, but it was like he he tried the whole Willow thing. But that's in still TNA. not really reinventing yourself. You're just saying, let's put some paint on my face and. Be glow in the dark. Well, yeah. the the Willow thing in TNA when he would wear the mask and okay, stuff—that's so when he tried to reinvent himself, but it didn't work. No one took to that. That was just like, no. I guess that's the thing with Jeff. It's like he tried it once, it didn't work, and if it ain't broke, don't fix it. And wherever he's gone, being just himself has worked. So, or he just follows Matt, and then that works. It's lazy. I agree. You know, it's my, Matt Hardy's inventing, reinventing himself at Timeless. least three different occasions. Yeah. At least three. Ver, Matt, uh, the one. Matt version one, the Mattitude stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, when he went to uh, TNA originally, he became like the psychopath killer guy. Mm-hmm. And then the Broken Universe. Yep. Hmm. I, I mean, I can go on about this forever. In TNA, didn't he also do like this rich, pompous kind of thing? Where, like, well, that's when he lost his uh, memory for... Um, gotcha. Um, he got hit in the head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, whatever. Do we have any other contract news? Not that I know of. I heard I feel that like there is, but I can't think of it right now. I heard that Mr. Corn of the Cobb is uh his contract has expired. With oh yeah, yeah. Jeff Cobb has a um. He's doing a uh, per show. 
with Tina, uh, with the with Ring of Honor. Honor. With Ring of Honor, yeah, yeah. He's a pre-show uh, deal with Ring of Honor. He's not exclusive, nothing. He's just per appearance. Well, I mean, that's cool. I like to see him pop up in um, in New Japan every once in a while. Or well, pop his up match in... with Osprey at, uh, at the G1 Super Show was... It was a good match. He hasn't um, held a belt in Ring of Honor recently, right? He dropped it yeah. a while ago. Cool. Yeah, because they don't want to put belts on, on question marks. Mm-hmm. The only belt that there is on a in a on a question mark is Marty. Marty, but but that's a six man title, and that's Marty a three man title. But it does make a difference. But I'd like to see Jeff Cobb um, not join, but pop up at a AEW show or, or, or once or twice. Pop up at a New Japan thing. He's feel like a glove in New Japan. He's got strong style written all over him. Exactly. He could fill in that spot that Michael Elgin left behind. Yeah. Plus, he's more talented than Michael Elgin because Michael Elgin is trash. He's not bad. Hmm. Elgin's trash. He's not bad. He's better than Moose. You know, I haven't seen enough of Moose's work to compare. But the fans love Moose, that's all I know. Yeah. And Moose had a match versus Shamrock, so. Rip Shamrock. <laughs> Bro. Shredded beef. He's five years old or something like that. It's nuts. It's not normal. Are you normal? No, he's not. Jumbo <laughs> <laughs> there. All right, so let's talk about some of the the big news that's hit WWE this week. Bork Lesnar Bork. has Bork. decided Bork. to enter Bork. the Royal Bork. Rumble Bork. 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 at number Bork. one. Bork. 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 There's... A bunch of speculation on this. Like, people are going nuts. <laughs> Who's going to eliminate him? Is he going to eliminate uh, everyone? If he is wins he going to win rumble? the whole thing? How does he win the Rumble? What happens exactly? Well, he wins the Rumble by throwing 29 other <laughs> the top rope and being the last one in the ring. If he wins the Rumble, who does he fight? Does he have to fight himself? Not him, but I'm taking Mania off. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's, that's the Brock Lesnar thing to do. So, and it's so funny because the speculation, like, the, the people who speculate... I'm just going to label this whole episode speculation. Right? <laughs> the people who are speculating about Brock Lesnar are looking at, like, the tiniest minutia to, to like, for, like, details. Apparently, this is, this is what I, I, I've read recently, or heard recently. Every time that Paul Heyman has gone on TV and said, this is not a uh, prediction, this is a spoiler, mm-hmm. Brock has won that match. He's undefeated in matches in which Heyman says, this is not a prediction, this is a spoiler. And he said that about this. <laughs> that Lesnar was going to win the Rumble. This is not speculation or prediction. It's a spoiler. I, I want to disagree, but I haven't done the research to actually check it. Right. I could have sworn he sent it for WrestleMania. Again, I have no idea. This is what someone said on... on uh, I think this is on... Um, Wrestling Observer, oh, maybe. Like Reddit or Twitter. Question. <laughs> did he um, Did he say Brock Lesnar, or did he say my client? Do you know that? No what difference does it make? No, still talking about Lesnar. It's the same guy. Not that I believe this is going to happen. Oh, boy. Oh, but God, let's hear this. From what I hear, there is, of course, speculation that, again, I don't believe this for a, a second. But get to it. Yeah, get on with it. Jesus. Since Heyman managed... Brock, he also managed 
Punk Once Upon a Time. Oh, no, I've heard of this Punk too. Will no, come I've back. Heard this too. No. I've heard of this too. And we'll win the Rumble. No. And eliminate Bork Lecture. No. Are you nuts? Are you nuts? Listen, I mean, Brock I've heard Lesnar, it. I've heard it. I've heard it also. Brock Lesnar is in the Royal Rumble as the WWE champion. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to talk about nuts, I think I actually like that they're putting the champions in the Royal Rumble. It adds a s- certain element of like, but the title on the line. So he's what? Just in the match, yeah. But what is the point? Like Matt says, if he wins, then what? He he's gonna face the, himself. Like he, I, no, like I said, he can face the Universal Champion, or he can dip out. Like yo, WrestleMania deuces. I don't need to. He be He wants here. to fight Adam Cole, baby. Or he could do. I mean, well, so. In New Japan, the IWGP Heavyweight Champion still competes in the G1 Climax. Yes. If they win the G1 Climax, they choose their opponent for Wrestle Kingdom, Ports, or Wrestle Kingdom that year. Yeah. So I guess in th- that Brock could do the same thing. He could just choose his opponent. Like, he's going to choose Paul Heyman. No, he's going he's gonna to bring out Teddy Long. He's going to be like, Brock wants to go one on one with The Undertaker! <laughs> Old, old, old as uh, in a tag team match. Yeah. <laughs> Mark Kelly just coming up. I'm too old for this. Wait, more talk. <laughs> <laughs> more talk. Um. Oh man, oh man. My theory from a couple months ago was that they should have Tommaso Ciampa win the Rumble. And have so the him big one right now. Wrestle Adam Cole, baby, at Mania. Mm. So the big thing right now is everyone is speculating Roman Reigns is going to win. Big dog. Roman Reigns is going to win, then he's going to beat Brock at Mania, and then whoop-de-doo. Or he's going to beat Bray at Mania, and Big Dog is back on top. Well, Roman winning the Rumble, it all depends on something that doesn't even have to do with WWE or wrestling in general. And this is what Thrill told me earlier. He's like, there's a rumor going around that if Tyson Fury beats Deontay Wilder, He's going to face Lesnar at WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. And if he doesn't, then that's kaput. Right. So, one of the WrestleMania matches hangs, like, there's stakes more than for the heavyweight title in this heavyweight championship match next month. Uh, by the way, I'm going to watch that. Hmm. Because now that there's WWE... As a wrestling fan, I now, feel like I have to watch. Now that there's wrestling stakes involved here, That's what I'm saying. I mean, I, I love boxing regardless. Not wrestling chicken. I'm going to watch this. No? No? No. Oh. So, Lesnar going in at number one. Given, oh, see, but then here the problem is. Wilder versus Fury... Is in February. Yes. The Rumble is a month beforehand. Okay. Mm, after, so, like after that. The Rumble's January. Okay. Who cares about the Rumble? Considering the winner of the Rumble determines WrestleMania matches. Okay. Well, so if, so that means that Lesnar has to be nowhere near involved in the result of the Rumble. Which gives more credence to Roman Reigns winning and going after Bray. But he doesn't have to go... He doesn't have to choose who he's going after. 
until after this fight. Because this fight's on the... 22nd of February. Ooh, so it's a little late. That's what I'm saying. When is Mania? Mania's... April... April 4th? Okay, Usually, cool. something like that. So what about this? What if, as you were saying earlier, uh, Thrill? Yeah. Uh, Lesnar wins the Rumble, mm-hmm. and he gets to choose his opponent. Mm-hmm. Winner of the fight April in 5th. February mm-hmm. is who he chooses... He waits till after that fight to make his announcement. But then you have to... So, it's not like Wilder wants to wrestle. Yeah, no, it's not like... I'm saying they could... It's a matter of, if Fury wins, he's in. If Fury loses, he's out. I'm saying they could make that deal afterwards, and if it doesn't work out, then Lesnar can choose somebody else. But how do you play that on TV? They just have Heyman run his mouth for weeks and weeks and no, say, no, no, it doesn't work. It doesn't work. Bork's Vince, not showing up on Vince's this. big thing has always been, you don't talk about something that you have no intention on delivering. Mm-hmm. So if, if they don't know if they're going to use Fury, he's not going to promote a match between Lesnar and Fury. Because then if Fury so loses... I'm not saying that he's going to. He keeps it mysterious for X weeks. You can't have it in the air with a week to go before the show. Wait till a month. You have a month. The fight is on February twenty second. Okay, you would have literally four weeks to build this. Exactly. They've they've done matches on less time. Not for the WWE Championship. Yes, they have. Not for the WWE Championship. For the World Heavyweight Championship, sure. But for the WWE Championship, never. Never. I feel like they've thrown together AJ some of AJ's matches, some of AJ's title defenses before, but not for WrestleMania. This is all sound like AJ only defended the title once at WrestleMania against Shinsuke, Shinsuke. and, and Shinsuke won the Rumble. Royal Rumble. It's true. The historian of the podcast, like I know this, guys. I get it. I'm not arguing with you. It feels like a weird thing that, like knowing WWE, that they wouldn't have shotgunned at least one angle. I mean, there has been transitional champions like uh, Bray Wyatt winning it at Elimination Chamber. And then going to... So there you go. That's been like a less than a month to, to build a match. False. Elimination Chamber was in January or February. Mm. It would be in February because Rumble's in January. So it was like March, April. So they had at least six weeks. Maybe. That's not I necessarily at know. least. Sometimes many runs into early March. I mean, uh, late March. So it could be three to three to five weeks, I believe. Yeah. That was, what, 2017? I believe so. Yeah. So that was on February 12th. And when was WrestleMania that year? Usually the first or second week of April. Um, that would have been 33? No, because we had 34 this year. No. no, we were at 35. So this is 36. It should be 33. <clears throat> April 27. No, that, I was right, 34. WrestleMania 34. Uh, April eighth. Mm. So yeah, basically so two months. A month and a half. A month and a half. Uh, basically two months. It was April to uh, February twelfth and April eighth. It's almost mm-hmm. two Essentially months. Six weeks. Months. Yeah. I I don't know. That match was so bad. <sighs> I mean, Lesnar versus Fury wouldn't be wouldn't be better. Tyson Fury's not a wrestler. He's a fantastic talker. Like his promos between him and Heyman. Would be stellar. I mean, his his promos with uh, Strowman weren't great. 
But Mr. Strummer can't talk. You know, Fury himself was not great. That's his first time being there. And him hyping up, hyping any fight, any in the boxing world at least, is fantastic. I'd rather it be Cain Velasquez. I'd rather it be none of them. If you had to choose between the two of them, I would. If you had match, to, you know? I'd die. God, there's no way. I'd WrestleMania. It should be that's your showcase of the. Immortals. Look at Wrestle Kingdom. Two nights, banger matches. But that's not what WWE is. WWE is about they the showmanship they now. They're about the, the, the pop and circumstance. They're about the grandiose. They're about the the lights and the spectacle of it all. They're not there to put on the best wrestling show of the year for WrestleMania. It's their biggest show of the year. There's a difference. That's right. They saved the best show for uh, Saudi Arabia, right? It's best. It's better than WrestleMania. Bigger than WrestleMania. <laughs> I don't know, man. Oh, I mean, for the first time in a long time, I didn't hate Raw. Yeah, Raw wasn't terrible. Raw wasn't terrible. Raw was not actually... The, my biggest issue with Raw was the big the, reveal. Yeah, the big reveal. Yeah, of it being the big show. I was like... if this was he, like got a, a, he got a big pop, though. Yes. What did they reveal about the big show? Okay, so, so Kevin Owens and Samoa Joe. Samoa Joe. We're going to be in a six-man tag against uh, the Authors of Pain and uh, Seth, Seth Rollins. Seth burned down Rollins. There you go. Was he still burning it down, or is he just Seth Rollins now? I don't know. You said he's forever burning down Rollins. Yeah, but I mean, his gimmick changed, so... I don't know, bro. When his music changes, then we'll uh, Fair change enough. it. Cool. So, Seth burned it down Rollins and AOP versus KO and Samoa, Samoa Joe, and they wanted a, they needed another partner... And instead of the janitor, was it Gary Garbutt, <laughs> Uh They they brought out the Big Show. But the whole the whole episode, they were teasing who it was going to be, who's it going to be. Oh, don't worry, it's somebody big. Don't worry, we got a big name. Don't worry about it. Like you know, it's it's going to be something huge. Blah, blah blah. And it turns out to be the Big Show, who got a tremendous pop. But well, it doesn't still matter. Kinda like like it mattered fifteen years ago. But the thing is, ten like, years ago, what were we talking about before? Nostalgia. Yeah. It's like all right. Is a nostalgia like right here, and then Big Show's gonna turn heel next week. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's the Big Show wheel of heel. Cause what is he heel face? Who knows? He shows up, has one match, breaks a hip, turns heel, calls it a day. Hey. I mean, I love Show. Show's one of like he's one of my guys from like I grew up watching, but I'm thanks Show. I'm good. Yeah. Same. Yeah. Like I, I'm like, hey, for me in general, it's just like, hey, all you older guys, I'm good, the, un- the, the Undertakers, the Goldbergs, the big shows, stop. I don't need it anymore. Even Mysterio is in that boat for me. I mean, if he's still... He's he putting can on, still go. He's still putting on bangers with Andrade, so I don't care. In the same vein, like, I guess segue, not segue. Hold on, but the problem with that is... It's only Andrade that he's putting on good matches with. Right. But and, 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 and in the same vein, segue not segue, DDP is going to be in a match next week. I love D. Everyone knows. I love DDP. He, he's still in tremendous shape. Fantastic shape. Yeah. I don't want to see him wrestle next week. He took a bump this week, and he looked like a turtle trying to get back up. And I was like, oh, no. How that yoga working out for you? Like, he was 30 when he started. That was like 20 years ago. Yeah. I'm like, 
There's a tag, tag match he's going to be in, though, right? Tell you, please. Say again? There's a tag match he's going to be in. Yeah, it's a six-man tag match. Yeah, but his partners are also grandpas. It's him, Dustin Rhodes, and uh, and what's his name? And uh, QT. QT Marshall, yeah. It's a senior citizens match versus MJ versus MJF, the Butcher and the Blade. They're going to massacre them. And somehow the old faces are going to go over. Well, DDP hit everybody with a diamond cutter. You must have had to change your shorts. Oh, it was amazing. Yeah. He hit the first one, and I was like, hey, okay, I'm good. He's not going to hit it. Oh, he hit another one! Okay. Oh, he's getting beat up. Oh, he reversed it into another one! <laughs> I love DDP. It's insane. Ugh. And that's what, so um, okay. I'm a fanboy a little bit. This is why I've always loved DDP and his diamond cutter better than the RKO or the Ace Crusher or anybody. He'll reverse anything into a diamond cutter. The RKO comes out of nowhere, which is freaking great. I love it. it comes out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. But the diamond cutter, he'll be in the middle of like a power bomb predicament. Next thing you know, boom, diamond cutter. Like what? How did you? Where did you even? Doesn't even matter. He could be in the middle of a rainmaker diamond cutter. He could be on a top rope diamond cutter. Anything and everything turns into a diamond cutter. I mean, so can Randy Orton's. So it's not like... Not for nothing. Nobody asked about the opinion of the RKO? It doesn't matter. RKO's inferior. Okay. Speaking of RKO's... <laughs> moving on. You know who hit a god-awful, ugly <laughs> RKO? Your favorite man. AJ Styles. <laughs> <laughs> who fought Akira Tozawa on Raw, and after hitting the Styles Clash on Tozawa... No, he was in the style class position. Mm-hmm. He takes uh, Tozawa, puts him on the apron, and does the hangman DDT. Okay. And then he starts to do the the the, the Randy Orton like punching the the yeah, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. the the mat. Mm-hmm. Gets him up and hits the. It's a bad looking RKO <sighs> to beat Akira Tozawa. So it's like. AJ had two finishers stored and <laughs> was, like, stole his opponent's finisher. But it wasn't even his opponent's. Yeah. He hacked the system. Randy Orton was the manager. Yeah. He somehow toggled him. Um, but Andrade ripping Ray's mask off again to symbolize again. the disrespect uh, for the Lucha stuff. So wait, have we seen Rey Mysterio without his mask yet? No? It's still never going to happen? In WCW, we did yeah. Yeah, he was. I mean, in WWE. Mm, no, probably not. Yeah. I mean, backstage he um, he attacked him for his. Okay, like look at him. Look at him. Look, he looks like he looks so weird. Oh, that is not a pretty looking RKO. It's not bad, but it's, it's not, not terrible. Dark. It's more Ace Crusher than RKO. Yeah. It's still pretty bad. Though. He's getting long. Yeah. Jeez. But oh my god! I mean, they had the Viking Raiders go over the OC and the Street Profits because reasons. Reasons. We did another local talent uh, jobber versus uh, Rowan to find out what's in the cage. Well, didn't Mojo see what was inside? And then he like lost his mind or something. Like that? I don't know. It was weird. Uh, you know, it's like um, you guys ever seen? Uh, was it? Bird Box on Netflix. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like you have to look outside, and it's like the the, the thing shows you your greatest fear, and like yeah. they commit suicide, and like if you're nuts, like you can walk around freely. Yeah, that's what it is. It's the, it's the little <laughs> demon. It's the Bird Box demon. That's kind of like professional wrestling in a nutshell. It might be. 
It's like WWE. You watch something, <laughs> if you can see the cave thing, you can live through it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> 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 they should play that clip before every Lana and, and Lashley segment. I mean, this is the Juggalos and Juggalos. Don't try to hold my be like this. Whoop, whoop. And then you cut to Lana and Lashley's wedding. <laughs> Which reminds me, did we get any of that this week? Yes, didn't hear any news they, about they, it. Are yeah, they, actually, they are officially married. They are officially married. Where's Liv? Who cares? I do. No, you don't. Where's after, my what girl they, after what they did to her, you shouldn't care. What'd they do to her? They no, made her a no, lesbian, no. that's it. Yeah, but then she's just like, okay, bye. That was it. She, she wasn't okay, okay, bye. Okay, bye. WWE, you got your, you got your ratings? Bye. She wasn't smacked down living it up? No. No? Negatory Tory Spelling. That's unfortunate. Let, let's let's move to the Wednesday night wars. Oh baby, I like it. Oh, in the <laughs> in the in the in the ratings, it was not a war. It was a massacre. Eh, we've seen these type of ratings before, though. I know, but two hundred thousand on one side. Whatever. Still man. not the biggest gap, though. True, 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 true. Biggest gap is like eight hundred thousand. But. <laughs> Considering this when is the a, f- when AEW got slaughtered <laughs> on Christmas, <laughs> when Christmas they didn't put anything on TV. I'm sorry, we got feelings for our uh, our people. Uh, Jesus. In the first week back for both shows <laughs> running full, AEW took them in every facet imaginable. I mean, I didn't get to watch a uh, AEW this week, uh, but I did get to watch NXT, and for the most part, I was bored with NXT. Oh, for certain matches, sure, I had some fun, but I mean, it opens up with Rhea Ripley mm-hmm. uh, trying to celebrate being the new NXT Women's Champion, who is then interrupted by Tony Storm, saying that she's beaten her twice, and that when she beats Kaylee Ray at uh, Takeover Blackpool, Blackpool two. two this Sunday, she's going to face Rhea Ripley at Worlds Collide and That's become the, the NXT dual. Women's Champion. And beat her for the third time. It'll be the first ever double NXT Women's Champion. And they get interrupted by Kaylee Ray in her very thick Scottish accent. And because Americans don't know what accents are, and she starts speaking... They wanted her? One guy. What? (laughs) (laughs) I know, guy, you're not going to get it. This is not Raw or SmackDown. You're not going to get away with that. This is NXT. Exactly. But you know what, though? But... This was a very raw SmackDown segment. Oh. The, the the wheel of, of promos. I'm not done. Shimmy I am cricket. not done. So they get interrupted. Wait, where's Shayna? She's off TV right now. It's unfortunate. No, it's not. Keep her off TV. It, it just builds more of the mystique of her entering the Women's Royal Rumble. Ah, okay. When she wins. So, yeah. sh- so Kaylee Next. Ray gets interrupted. Like by Bianca Belair. And Belair gets interrupted by Io Shirai. And Io Shirai gets interrupted by Candice LeRae. And I'm just like, okay, we're going to get a brawl and then a sick woman tag. And what has happened? Rhea Ripley's like, all right, enough. You all want to fight. You all want a chance. Guess what? I want to fight too. And she punches uh, Kaylee Ray or Bianca Belair. There's too many women in there. I don't remember. <laughs> And they they get they chase out the the, the heels, 
And a ref comes down, and he's like, and she's like, well, William Regal says we're going to start the match. Six women tag right now. And I'm just like, okay, I called this. Who cares? I, was, I saw that I was like, NXT, aren't we above this? No? Okay, you really are a, a third brand now. Yeah, like they are a third. Like Vince is like, hey, Hunter. Paul. Hey, Paul. <laughs> right, he doesn't call him Hunter. He'll Paul. Son. Hey, son. There you go. Hey, son. son. Hey, son. son. Spice these up again. Gotta spice this division up. We gotta <laughs> throw all the women in the ring at once. And, uh, and Morrow, Morrow, like, I love Morrow. I usually, usually love Morrow. But you can tell. He's trying to boost NXT's women's division mm-hmm. while putting down AEW's women's division. Mm. He doesn't directly say anything about them, but he's like, and this is why we have the best women's division in all the world. And I'm just like, there are actual companies made <laughs> for women wrestling. You don't even have the second best women's division in the world. Uh, <coughs> not, not for nothing, AEW doesn't particularly have the Second best either. No, no. no. I mean, AEW's division is, is in my opinion, last place. No, sorry. There's ROH. I would say. But did we figure out who their champion is now? I don't think so. I think it's vacant right now. Kelly Kelly Klein with them. I thought she got fired. She did get fired. She just took the belt with her. Oh, a la Lundra Blaze. Like she's gonna dump in the trash. I thought it was um. They were like, uh, cool, something, we don't need what's this. What's her name? Uh, something's love. What is that? What's her name? Who cares? It's oh, ROH. God. It's <laughs> ROH's women's division of all well. Uh, there's, there's, but I think I think AEW's uh, women's division is not great, not for a lack of creative, but for a lack of just talent. I, I actually do think it's relatively... Both. I think it's both. I think it's relatively good for the most part. Rio makes it not as good as it can be because she's at the top of the mountain right now. I agree. And she shouldn't be. I think we see great matches out of Sheeta. We see, th- see really good matches out of. Um, well, Kelly Klein is still the current champion. And this is why I am me, and you guys are peasants. Oh my, Jiminy! We're back to this. As I was saying before, you made me not ever want to be like, yeah, Jay, you're right. No, you made me want to just like lie. Nope, it's not Kelly Klein. It's uh, Mandy Watani. You can't it's, lie to yourself. It's Mandy Leon. Facts are facts, B. Like you would check. I didn't need to. I got the facts in my brain. Oh my and was I wrong? Was I wrong? I wasn't. Thank you. No, I'm doing this. Thank you. Moving on. We had, in my opinion, match of the night with Imperium's Marcel Battelle and uh, Fabian Eichner taking on the Forgotten Sons. NXT UK's tag division. My division's insane. Mm, I still think uh, NXT is better. Like, like NXT proper so. is better than... You think NXT UK's, UK's tag, tag division t- is better than NXT North America's tag division? Yes. You are... Get out. Okay. How? One word. Undisputed. The, here's the thing. They don't have anyone to... That sizes up against them right now. I don't. I can't think of any any tag team on NXT Prime that really like levels them. And besides Gallus and Imperium, there's no good tag teams. Thank you. What's the Mark? What's his Webster and Flash Morgan Webster and Mark Andrews? God, they're so they're lame. So, they're, they're super lame. Okay. They're better than Forgotten Sons. Oh, the, the Grizzled Young Vets are, are pretty good too. Grizzled Young Vets are okay. Forgotten Sons, hello. I mean, I'm a big Forgotten Sons fan. 
But uh, Imperium, uh, Marcel Barthel and um, Fabian Eichner taking on uh, Wesley Blake, the other guy. Jay Cutler? No, it's not Jay Cutler. <laughs> Something Cutler. <laughs> Jay Cutler's a football Jay player. Jay Cutler's a football player guy. The one that's not Jackson Riker, <laughs> basically. The, the, the one that no one really cares about. And this is I your forgotten, I like the forgotten sense don't know anyone's name. No, I said Wesley Blake and Jackson Riker. That's two out of three. Not and there's lie, the, the I thought you were going to say Wesley Snipes, and I was like, please don't bring Blake into this. Terrence ain't here. What are you talking about? <laughs> the, the Cutler fella? That's a that's Cutler name. fella. Brandon Cutler's on AEW. <laughs> oh, my Jimmy. <laughs> so they had a, a great match, in my opinion. It wasn't a five-star classic, but it was a really entertain, entertaining match. Uh, Imperium goes over, which we're, we were afraid of because... The Forgotten Sons made it to the finals last year, and now you're first round, first round out. Whatever. Not for nothing, the Bucks lost in the first round of their tag tournament. Yeah, but that's because they're trying to build other people. Yeah, you're they're still trying to build the, the Forgotten Sons. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, the undisputed era goes over Gallus with some outside interference from Roddy Strong and uh, Adam Cole Bay Bay. Adam Cole Bay Blade. In a. I didn't care about this segment as much as I thought I was going to. Johnny Wrestling's back. Mm-hmm. And... Tim Bellerian. He's just, like, doing the the indie guy thing mm-hmm. where he's just like, you when you got the call, you ran and left NXT in the dust. When I got the call in April, um, I stood. And it's just like, okay, we get it. You're, like... Stayed. You stayed. Like, congratulations. Hmm. He was also beat Roman Reigns on his first night, and he was the first ever Universal Champion if Seth burning down Rollins didn't get uh, injure him. Like, come on. Shut up. Shut up. And then Finn comes out, and he's just like, oh, uh, if the doctors clear you, and if you make it to take over Portland, you and I can have a match. And I'm just like, you know he's going to get cleared. Why, why, why the whole dance for us? Yeah, like yeah. we know he's gonna get cleared. This is def- this is clearly they were ready for this match to happen. Gargano got hurt. Now they have to reset, and they have no fuel. Yeah, to now get it's, there. now it's kind of like it's smoldering. Like there's there's some warmth warmth coming from it. Yeah, but it wasn't like that heat that mm-hmm. they had when he first started, mm-hmm. and it's, it's kind of sucks. But I mean, like, I'm sure do? I have no doubt the match will be fantastic. But we gotta get there, and the journey there is slagging, and I have no interest in it. Yeah, so that that that's a little unfortunate, and uh, my biggest gripe with NXT this week was uh, the broserweights. The broserweights actually chuckled, so that wasn't bad. <laughs> he's like, he's a bruiserweight, I'm a bro, and that's how the broserweights were born. And I'm just <laughs> like, this guy's so stoned, freaking mind. That's but I was like. How high are you? <laughs> really? The broserweights. I like I chuckled when he said that. I was like, oh, okay, okay, that's that was pretty funny. Are you high? Cause you look high. Cause you sound high. I think you're high. This is your tag division. This is your tag division. No. I abandoned everything. You banned everything? I abandoned everything. Oh, you abandoned everything. Clearly. That's why he said NXT UK's tag division's better. Smoking, you must be. So we're we get cross the pond. We get a a, a video 
of them advertising the next week's matches for the Dusty Classic. And I think that they should have waited until, like, the actual match to reveal Kushida's partner. I agree. But uh, they ran the risk of people not knowing who the time splitters are. Mm-hmm. They run the risk of not knowing people not knowing who Alex Shelley is. Gives people a week to do some research and see some matches and do what they've got, got to do. Um, a long story short, short is Kushida's tag team partner is Alex Shelley. And in it, uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling, they were the time splitters. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm a little upset about this because Kushida and Alex Shelley were a team, not for a long time, like Alex Shelley and Chris Saban were, as in my favorite tag team name ever, the Motor City Machine Guns. It's a fantastic name. Exactly. Fantastic name. They were a tag team for a very long time. But Kushida and Alex Shelley. I mean, Chris Saban isn't there, you know? Well, he's part of... He's signed to WWE with the Performance Center. Right. But he's not an actual wrestler. Also, Chris Saban's old now. Right. So, like, if you have Kushida and you have Alex Shelley, why not? Yeah, I mean, why not do the time splitters? Because I don't think they have the rights to Motor City Machine Guns. We're going to get this rematch from uh, Final Battle 2014. If uh, Kushida and Shelly win, which they Oof. should, because oh, wait, who do they face this round? No way. You, you've been Grizzly Young Vets. Okay. So yeah, I mean they could do that. That would be something to watch. Red Dragon versus Time Splitters. Oh, yeah, that would be really good. That'd be a fun one. Yeah, that that would be a really really fun one. Yes, yeah, so we got the Broser Waits versus. Uh, Mark Andrews and the Flash Webster. Flash Morgan Webster. Whatever. And then we have the Time Splitters versus the Grizzly Young Vets. Yes. Next week. Alright. Former IWGP Junior Tag Team Champions. Time Splitters. So, I mean, and, and to close out the mat, but <clears throat> the night, we had Keith Lee win a Fatal 4-Way to become the number one contender for the you uh, was it, yeah, say the, the United States North American Championship. North American Championship. They're really pushing Keith. It's like Vince watched one Keith Lee match a month ago and was like, "Who is this guy? Who's this marshmallow man? Who is this guy? <laughs> Put him in every match. Every match. I want him to crush all of you. Put him in every match. Have him sit on him. <laughs> so I mean, that was NXT. So AEW, the whole focus was. Moxie's response. Is Moxie going to join the inner circle? Is he not going to join the inner circle? <laughs> and initially, he takes off his jacket and he's like, boom, inner circle. He's like, I came here not for the money. He's like, you can't buy me, blah, blah, blah. He's like, you offer me your car. I don't need it. I don't want it. I'm here to run roughshod again, uh, you know, on this company. Inner circle's already doing that. So I'm. what better way to do that than to join inner circle and completely dominate all of AEW. Takes the, the keys. He's all, yeah, AEW, blah, blah, blah. He grabs the bubbly. Grabs, he was like, yeah, we got to finish this by celebrating with a little bit of the bubbly. And then he goes, hey, Chris, one last thing. He's like, what? He's like, I lied. He <laughs> cracks him over the head with the glass. He's like, I don't want to be in your stupid fan club. Exactly. <laughs> Hits him with a paradigm shift. 
takes the keys of the car and tips. He slammed the bottle on his head and just left yeah, it there. Yeah, that's what I said. Yeah. <laughs> Smacked him in the head, hit him with the paradigm shift, hit the keys dip. Oh, um, Sammy Guevara eating that paradigm shift. Oh. Mm. That's great. Two kids that I am super impressed right with right now, Darby Allen, Sammy Guevara. Pretty sure they both older than you. They are the same age as me, I think. No, Darby Allen's definitely a young So then how do you come across calling them kids? Darby Allen's 22, for sure. But they're your age, and they're both could beat you up. Matt's 24, right? Correct. So yeah, I think he's older than Darby Allen. I think Allen. Guevara is 23 and Allen's 22. You got Darby? Yep. I got Sammy. Darby Allen's 23. He just turned 23 on the 7th. So happy belated birthday, Darby Allen. Hey. hey. I got your merch. You're cool. Sammy's 26. So oh. he's older than you. Okay, whatever. We're older than all of you's. Shut up. Will the thrill turns thirty? Shut up! Shut up! (laughs) Hey, Grandpa, hold on. What? What? Hey, hey! Shut up! Wait, is it on his? Which part? Are you done? Are you done? Yo, you're no. It's the twenty sixth. No, never mind. That sucks. What? Shut up! I thought he was gonna two episodes, two years in a row with his birthday on the actual podcast. That'd be great. Quit. Okay, I'm quit. It's a leap year next year. Uh, next month, too. A leap year. I'll be a leap. <clears throat> so, we had the women's world championship match between number one contender Chris Statlander and Rio. Mm-hmm. I knew Rio was not going to lose the, the championship to Chris Statlander. Statlander's not ready yet. But I did hope it would be a good match. And unfortunately, the Nightmare Collective was like, nah, we're not going to do that. So, unfortunately, they interrupted the match. Ends in a DQ or a no contest, whatever. And so now next week we're going to get a tag team of some sort. I think it's going to be, what was it, Awesome Kong and Mel versus Statlander and Riho, I think? Something like that? I don't know. But it's, it's, uh, I don't think Riho. I think it's Statlander and... Sheeta? Sheeta. Sure. This is the issue with uh, Riho, is that she's she hasn't had a decisive win since... In, since... She beat Britt Baker the first time. Mm. In Philly? I don't remember. I don't remember when. But it's and and that's the bad part. It's been so long since Her she's had trash. Here's the she's had a, a, a legitimate like non roll up win. I don't think her reign has particularly been trash, but Always I think trash. she's never had a particularly she's never shown that she deserves the belt yeah it's Sheeta and Statlander versus Kong and Mel whack I don't think that's gonna be a bad match actually I think that that's a really cool pairing it's gonna be Kong can't move the way she used to Mel is relatively inexperienced in terms of like the big show and then you got Sheeta and Statlander I don't know so far there's five matches on the card for uh, Bash of the Beach and that seems to be the one I care the least about. We got Pac versus Darby Allen, which should be fun. Uh, I think that's the most excited. That's the one I'm most excited for. Uh, the aforementioned MJF, Butcher and Blade versus DDP, Dustin Rose, and QT Marshall. Moxie versus Guevara, which should be fun. Yes. And then uh, the Bucks versus the Elite versus Santana and Ortiz versus the Best Friends for the AEW number one contendership. That should be a Banger. Should be okay match. Banger. Just okay? Yeah. 
the Bucks versus Hangman too, too and Kenny too many, um, versus Santana and Ortiz versus too many Trump elements. And, and Chucky and Chucky. Too, many, too many elements. I don't know, man. Too many elements. You're going to have them that. mix the stories of the Young Bucks and then Hangman and, and Kenny and them being friends but being in the match and then... Yeah, that's why I said there's too many elements. I don't know about that, boy. And then we got... Um, what's their faces? Uh, Freshly Squeeze is going to be there. Of course. Hey... Um, I don't know. I'm gonna put my money on uh, Pride Power, Proud and Powerful to win that match. Yeah, I can see that. That makes the most sense, I think. Yeah, why not? And they get face off against SCU. That's fine. I'm pretty sure the Elite are gonna find some way to accidentally cost each other the match. And they're gonna stop one of them from pinning each other, and that's it. Something's gonna happen. Simple like a pimple. Exactly. Um, so yeah, I mean, AEW was okay, and it's starting to feel a little bit like they're trying to do some of the Raw SmackDown drama, which I'm not crazy about, mm-hmm. like this collective, the Nightmare Collective stuff, and... I don't know. I don't, I don't really feel like that's a, like a drama thing. I feel like that they're trying to build, um, some sort of weird storyline that we just don't comprehend yet. Like they're... I mean, we're, uh, hold on. We're not talking about, like... World class, sophisticated, highbrow writers, and we're a bunch of monkeys, like Neanderthals. It's like we are a bunch of smarts, though. Yeah, but wrestling writing is not that complicated. That we don't understand it yet. Yeah, you're saying that wrestling writing can't be, can't get there. No, I don't really think you can get to. How highbrow can you get with professional wrestling? Mm. I don't know. At the end of the day, and on top of that, AEW, I don't think want to go and like change the way professional wrestling works. Yeah, they're not going to rewrite the wheel. Or reinvent the wheel, rather. Yeah, I mean, there's certain things that just work and don't work. And if you do something creative with it, then cool. But Like, the MJF thing with uh, with Cody, you can dive deeper into that. Yeah. But it's, uh, in terms of, like, into, like this, it's not going to be trigonometry. It's not going to be rocket science. It's not open-heart surgery. You know, it's, it's like going right, to be... Like, the, the match right now that he doesn't have next week, which I'm not crazy about, but still, him going up against DDP, QT Marshall, and Dustin Rhodes... These are all people who are connected to Cody. So it's still a part of that feud without him having to go directly to, to towards Cody and vice versa. We're not talking rocket science. We're talking, okay, we need to stay within this circle. How do we stay within the circle while not doing the same you, thing every week? You're trying to week? stay in the inner circle. But um bum okay. Anyway. I don't know. Well, I guess, I don't know. We'll see. I, I'm not, like, I really didn't like, I love DDP, but I did not like this. I don't want him in a match with QT, and, I don't know. Things like that are what's bothering me about AEW right now. Because I feel like there there's certain things, and they're creative, that they're spinning their wheels. Yeah. And it scares me. Because if you're spinning your wheels this early, oof, that can't be good. They had a nice creative thing. They had a great creative spark out of the gate. And now I feel like they're starting to run out of ideas. And it's problematic. Highly problematic. I don't think they're running out of ideas. I think that they're just letting them boil a little bit too much. or they're. I think that you have AEW blinders on and they can't do any wrong for you. That's I not agree. it at all. I, I think I'm that's not, exactly... Any I, I call said this anything bad about or like something wrong with AEW, you've, you've gone around and said... No, I don't think that that's... I think this is what's going on. I think they can do this. I'm just like, no. Right now, they're... they're I said this last week. I mean, everyone's talking to their own opinion. No, no. What I'm saying is like, for me, 
they they haven't hooked me. There's nothing there that's actually hooking me in. Their first couple of weeks, you had the Moxley and Omega thing. You had the Pac and Hangman. You had uh, they were they were fine on all cylinders until full gear. After full gear, I feel like they were like, okay, how do we get from here to the next point? And I think that's the problem. But here's the thing. So I, that's what I called though. I called that way back when. I said, you know, I think they have like six weeks of storyline planned out. However, they're just giving us the same people mixed matched over and over again, and mm-hmm. it's out, I'm worried about seeing this because that's not what I wanted. Yeah, but I think that they're doing a good job of trying to change pace with what they've got. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I think they need to build their roster. I think they need more people. But if they're not going to do that, or if they can't do that right now, I think they're doing so I, I a good job you. of involving what they have. I agree with you, but the problem is. Is I feel like they're struggling to figure out how to build their roster while building their brand at the same time. Because they're building their roster on the backs of the elite, and the fans are getting pissed off. They're like, no, 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 no. We want to see Kenny Omega, who headlined the Wrestle Kingdom, not Kenny Omega, who's jobbing out. Yeah, we want the best bout machine. We don't want uh, Michael Nakazawa's friend. Right, exactly. So they're trying to find the balance between building these guys who they believe in, Mm-hmm. While also building AEW as a brand, which is gonna both of them have to be on the backs of the elite, just in opposite ways. So I understand their dilemma. I understand the problem that they're running into. I just feel like they were doing a great job of it until Full Gear. I think since Full Gear, they're trying to go. Okay, so now we got to like, we finished our first season mm-hmm. of stories. Now we have to get through our second season. I think they have an ending in mind. I just don't think they know how to get there, which is why we're getting the DDP and QT Marshall matches and stuff like that. And here's the thing. So because they don't want to repeat like like the, like, a, like WWE does. So yeah. my mindset has always been since... Uh, what would I say? I've seen this. Like, since I've seen how they were burying kind of the elite for the, at, the, at the later half of last mm. year, I realized, you know, we knew they were going to reset the scores. Right. I always it it came to me that it was like they're going to bury the elite and push everyone above right. and make the rest of their ro- roster look like superstars, right. which is the good th- the right thing to do. Right, they made a when, star out of Darby Allen in like two weeks. Exactly, but Darby Allen made a star out of Darby Allen. Also true. Uh, yes, you can say it both ways because if they don't put him in that match with Cody and let it go to a draw, I mean they gave booking. Him the that's what I'm saying. Like the booking has something to do with the success. Obviously, the man did the work himself in the ring, mm-hmm. but you got to be given that chance, and yeah. they gave him that chance. That's what I'm saying. It's like you can't just discredit the booking of it. So, I always thought like you know, they bury the elite, and then New Year starts, new ratings, which is essentially what they've been doing. That is essentially what they're doing, and they're like, we can start building the elite back up now, right? Which is what they're doing. And in all fairness, this is the second week of the year. But the so, rest of the show has to do something. So you that's can't you can't just be elite heavy and then you have two hours to fill. You can't have forty five minutes of the elite and then it's just like uh, two uh, an hour and fifteen minutes of just like not garbage. So you know, like, problem. They don't have that roster yet. Like they're trying to build that with Pac and Darby and Sammy. I, you're not wrong. Like there's you can't build a roster. When there's no free agents. Right. Like, I can't fault right. them for that. You right. can't go and post somebody. It's technically illegal. Right, right. Mm. So, what do you do? You gotta wait 
to your your Nick Aldises and your your Marty, Marty Skrulls are are, are available. Jeff, like I, I said this maybe forty five minutes ago when you said Jeff Cobb's on the market. Don't sign him right now. Have him come in and do a couple matches. Let people like see how how he meshes. Don't just sign somebody for the sake of it's signing mean, somebody. Getting that name. Exactly. Yeah. You know what doesn't help AEW also is a lot of their top <coughs> guys are all clustered together. Yes. The elite, because they're the elite by default, are all one unit. Mm. So you theoretically, if the elite didn't exist, if these are all independent acts, you would have Kenny Omega doing his own thing in the top of in the top of your your main division, your main your event scene. Singles division. Your yeah. main event scene. Hangman can be a part of your main event scene or your mid-card. You have the tag team division on lock with the Young Bucks. You have Dustin who could do whatever, main event, mid-card, whatever you want. But because they're all one unit and they don't want to flood a two-hour show with just the elite guys, you end up with one or two segments of the elite and then everything else is a thinned-out roster. Yeah, I mean... Same thing on the heel side. You have Jericho, Pride and Powerful, Sammy Guevara, um, and um, Jake Hager, all one unit... At the top of the heel pile, mm. and it's five guys there. And there's five guys in what you call it. that's literally like 25 percent of your roster. That's already. what I'm saying. That, what do you that's a do? huge but problem. Unless you do something crazy, like you put Hangman versus Kenny Omega to open up a, a, a dynamite that put eyes on the show. Well, we're gonna get that soon. We have to because they're a tag team right now who's winning, but Hangman's been like they're doing the drunk Hangman right now. I love it. Which I'm loving, by the way. <laughs> Both comically and in a serious storytelling way. I think it's brilliant that they're doing this with Hangman. He says with beer in hand. Say again? He <laughs> says with beer in hand. Yeah, whatever, bro. This isn't about me, okay? This is about Hangman. Um, takes beer out of crash hand. <laughs> takes beer out. Um, so I, I, I think that's, that's one of their bigger problems is that all their stars are clustered together through no real fault of their own. Because what are they supposed to do? Welcome to AEW, and we all broke up for no reason. You know, it's the like, librarians. I, it wasn't going. It wasn't <coughs> getting over. Right now, just leave a base. I don't even think Peter Avalon's doing anything. No, he's doing. Uh, was it perfect, uh, Peter or gorgeous uh, Peter? Pretty Peter. Or something pretty like that? Peter. That's what it is. We're also going to start be getting uh, AEW dark matches again, which I think will help them grow other superstars. Um, yeah, but lines. I mean, this would mean that step. people actually have to watch AEW Dark. Well, they, they do. They do. They do good numbers. On they YouTube. do. Yeah. Okay. Not as good as NWA. NWA Power is doing crazy numbers on YouTube right now. And that's why Nick Aldis ain't gonna leave. Yeah. Like he is. Them and MLW, I think, are doing almost a hundred thousand a week. Wow, that's good on YouTube. On YouTube. Granted, that's not bringing a lot of money, but that's yeah. that's that's great. Hmm. Um, but I, I mean, like I said, like they, I think they have other options for like their storylines. They just gotta let them build and let the. Uh, Wait, I mean, time will tell. Build. We gotta yeah. see. <clears throat> I mean, do. that's it. Time, time's ultimately gonna be the factor. Mm-hmm. Well, we're still, there's still, uh, we have to remember, AEW is still a baby promotion. Mm-hmm. They've They're only been one live year. for less than six three months. months. October, November, December, January. They've been live on TV for three months. Um, and they've only existed as a company for a year. That's nothing. So let's, like, like when I think about stuff, I, like, jar- pump the brakes. Mm-hmm. Pump yeah. the brakes. Give them time. But then there's, for me, it's like, I've been watching such bad wrestling for so long. It's like, 
do something now or I'm going to lose interest. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is it fair? No. But look at this. This week's power, three days old, has already done 175000 That's not bad, but... That's more than uh, <laughs> WWE backstage this week. I'm telling you, Power, Power, NWA Power, and MLW are doing really good numbers on YouTube. If they didn't find a TV deal, I don't know if that'll help them or hurt them. But financially, it'll definitely hurt, help them. I just don't know if it'll help them with ratings because the, the 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 benefit of YouTube is you can click on it whenever you want. It's the most on demand that you could possibly do. Yeah. But anyway, shall we? Uh, any, anything else you want to? Oh, my man, Johnny Wrestling. No, John. No, John Morrison. Johnny Wrestling. No one cares. I didn't even. I was like, listen, I got so wrapped up on talking about AEW and booking. I don't even care about SmackDown. Oh, that's unfortunate. John Morrison is paired with the Miz because lazy is lazy. They had a match versus the New Day, and or no, there was a segment with the New Day with the New Day on Talking Miz or Miz's show, the Miz the TV. Dirt sheets. Did you not watch the thing I sent you? No. John Morrison's facing Big E next week on SmackDown. Yeah. Long story short. Uh, Robert Roode is back. By uh, the way, I hate you both because I'm on board now. With what? My favorite segment of SmackDown today was the glee that Otis showed <laughs> when Mandy Rose gave him the, the thank you Otis cake. Aww. He Mandy, seems so happy. Mandy, 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 oh yeah. I was like, the lady. Oh, poor Otis. He looks so happy. I was like, okay. He's a happy man. He's like, damn it. Hey, brother Tucker. Brother Tucker. She was like, I'm sorry, so I got you this cake. And he was all happy, and Tucker's like, come on, we have a match. He's like, brother Tucker. Brother Tucker. I still don't like him. You think he's going to get his peach? Okay, we're done. Yeah, that's that's his thing. We're done. We're done. We're done. In professional wrestling... Sometimes they're good seeds. Oh. And when Bissell's on, they're bad seeds. <laughs> Gee, thanks. But no matter what, they all grow, they all are a part of the beautiful thing that is professional wrestling tree and garden. So, special mm-hmm. guest Bizzle, what is your good seed of the week? Uh, if you have one. If you, you have, don't have that one. Can you guys go first? I gotta think okay. this. Shot this. I completely forgot that we were doing What is your good, uh, my, week my go- good, good seed of the week? week? Goes to both Raw and SmackDown. Hey! For not putting complete hot garbage out. <laughs> oh my lord. That's it. Wow, your bar is so high. Yeah. <laughs> and your bad seed, sir? My bad seed is uh, to both AEW and NXT for going the route of a, uh, and a, uh, Raw and SmackDown where it was just like I don't care about like the product that you guys put on this week yeah it's, it's like I was in the Twilight Zone Raw and SmackDown good a Dynamite and NXT bad like no that's not how it's supposed to not how it's supposed to be but knowing NXT knowing Dynamite knowing Raw and SmackDown we'll be back to normal next week exactly all right, fair enough. So those are my good seeds, my bad seeds. Uh, all right. My good seed. Like, my, my little boy heart wants to say my good seed is seeing DDP on TV and dishing out diamond cutters. 
It also wants to say anytime Tony Storm is on my TV, I'm a happy camper. I, I'm I'm on board with you, by the way. That Tony Storm thing. I love Tony. I'm, I mean, she's not. Um, yeah, nah, we're talking about to, Yeah. Okay. Um, she's thinking of the Snicker. Boy, and I'm, is not, she. and I'm not me when I'm hungry. Let me. <laughs> um, you know what? I'm I'm gonna let my I'm gonna let my inner child win okay. this. My good seat is watching DDP dish out diamond cutters, because I mean just nostalgia. Yeah. Just watching him just dish out nostalgia diamond cutter after diamond cutter. Pop. I was just like, yes, I'm 11 years old all over again. Um, yeah, probably like nine years old, something like that. Anyway, um, my bad seed goes to CM Punk. Mm. Come on, dude. <laughs> If the guy sneezes next to you, you don't have to shoot him in the leg. Like you know what I mean? Like it's a, it's an entirely unproportionate response to to what was done. And it depends if the guy's got a lung infection. Yikes! Oh, like, like your boy. <laughs> like the guy grazes your arm and you decided like murder his family. Like relax, guy. And that's like the response is way disproportionate. It depends. Like if you're in New York and you like nudge somebody's arm, like yo, you ain't gonna you get square up, bro. bro. You still not gonna murder the man's family for it. I don't know how big is his family. Oh my god! It depends. Did he step on the tent? This is like some <laughs> John Wickian stuff. Kill the dude's dog, murder an entire city. Like, wh- well, if you kill did someone's he, dog, did you're he scuff the Tims? <laughs> Again, my bad seat goes to CM Punk for out immaturing the most immature people that have ever been immature. Thanks. Is it possible to have two rotten apples, two rotten seeds? Two bad, bad seeds. seeds. Two, two bad, bad seeds. You got two bad seeds. Seriously? You're yeah. a special guest. Why not? No. You could have. You want to do have two bad seeds in lieu of one and one? Yeah, I was like, um, you can have two good seeds or two bad seeds, but you can't have two good seeds and then a bad seed. You have to have right two, two right, seeds right, right. altogether. Two seeds total. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, my bad seed, I'm going to put to uh, Rhea Ripley and Tony Storm. Uh, no. Not them particularly. No. Tony Storm and bad seed do not. They're not allowed to be in the same sentence. Some of the whole. So try again. Uh, whole I think segment. it's too much. No, uh, I think it's just WWE grabbing at the low hanging fruit of having them rehash their rivalry. We've seen it before. Their matches were fine. We don't need to see it again. We don't need to see them relive it again. The problem is how many people actually saw it. Not only that, this is but an NXT I mean, UK feud. Oh, okay, so NXT UK is now headlining NXT Prime. That's what you're telling me. No. no. They, these are two UK superstars. That they are now no, Rhea Ripley is now officially, officially NXT a Prime, Prime superstar. I get yeah. it. Tony Storm is still UK. I don't know. I don't like the idea of... They're still trying to build the UK brand. Why are you bringing... I don't know. I don't like, I don't like the way whatever, they've gone about Whatever. Your, your seats are your seats. Next. Yeah. Um, and then my other bad seat's going to be Riho and uh, the Statlander match. Okay. Yeah. It was a train wreck. That's fine. Yeah. yeah. yeah Garbage truck on fire. Cool. So, uh, let's For once roll again. Okay, Matt, makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> Nice right, first one. Uh, that one got me for, for a bit. But the Riho one, I was like, yep, he ain't wrong. Yeah, he ain't wrong again, one again, it's not Tony Storm particularly. That, that's that's, that's, that's not allowed that, to be. That, yeah, exactly. It's not possible. I'm not there at the Tony Storm oh, thing. But, and if I was a watermelon, she'd crush my head. That's it. That's what I'm saying. Yikes. She'll probably sign up before I start saying the probes. Um, so I think that'll do it for this week's episode of Grapples to Apples. Grapples to Apples? 
You can listen to us on SoundCloud.com slash Grapples Apples. Let's grapples the number two. two apples. If you don't like SoundCloud, you can be on Apple Podcasts or on Google Play Music. Don't forget to hit us up on our social media pages. That's Facebook.com and Twitter.com slash Grapples Apples. Again, that's Grapples the number two. two apples. Like, comment, share, subscribe. Do whatever you got to do to get us in as many ears and eyes as humanly possible because we need as much support as we can get. As always, I've been one of your hosts, Ill Will the Thrill, the Poetarian, Shakespearean candidate, Major English, whatever you need me to be, that's who I be, because baby, that's who I is. But you still ain't got no poem. Shut your face. Right. Joined by my head roll life mate. Man of the hour, man with the power, too sweet to be sour. Cream of the crop, rice at the top, your boy, Shades. Joined by a very special guest. The double Z and the double E, as always. Thank you, Internet. I've missed you so. Don't forget to tune in this week, next week, and every other week, because, uh... An apple a day is a bad wrestling away. Peace. Peace and love. Watch NXT.